Hey, it's Carrie and Ashley. We welcome you to the Self Care Cafe. We are both health professionals and moms and nature lovers and food lovers and love helping women get over dieting and just start living. We think that talking about bodies and perfect bodies and dieting is just oh, boring. Have <laughs> we put you to sleep there, Carrie? Yes. So if you are ready to ditch dieting and get to living and talk about more important things, then you are in the right place. We don't put shame and guilt on the menu here. You don't even have to tip us. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Come hang with us. The advice is free. We want to have a bunch of girlfriends to just hang out with and get real with. And it's time to start living, ladies. Hey, Carrie. Ashley, what's going on? Oh, you know, just another day. Another day, another dollar. Right. What's on the menu for today? Well, drum roll, please. <laughs> I was thinking we could talk about nutrition myths. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. I think you're going to be the star today. Uh, Well... If my brain works well, sure, but I think you'll have to hop in. <laughs> I'll help you out. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Carrie and I kind of came up with this list a little while ago, and a lot of it came from, like, conversations we've had with clients or things we see in social media, and it's kind of stuff that we want to clear the air about. Because <laughs> it drives us crazy. That's right. <laughs> Ah, uh, so well, the first one, the calories in, calories out myth. What would you like to say about that, my dear? It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Should be short and sweet. No, so right. I think we all operate on this idea that however many calories we're taking in, we feel like we're burning off that many in a day. And so the idea of like weight loss, for example, is that we need to take in less calories than we're burning to have like that calorie deficit to be able to lose weight. Would you agree that that's it, kind of like? Yeah, it makes it, I think because people like black and white thinking, right? It makes it very cut and dry. Um, if I, if, you know, if you eat more calories than you're putting out, you're going to gain weight. And if you eat fewer calories, you know, you burn off more calories than you're put, taking in, you're going to lose weight. And I mean, when I way back when, I don't know, however many years ago I was in <laughs> college, um, this is what they were still teaching. This was originally, you know, they actually did used to think this. That's where it came from, right? It wasn't like just something someone made up. Right. It actually, <laughs> they you figure it out because there's a seed of truth to it. Right. Right. But there's so much more to it. That's not how our bodies work. We're not just computers where you put one number in and and you get another number out. Exactly. And, and like what Carrie's saying, we expend different amount of calories every day with our activity and just our body functions use calories. I'm not sure if people know that. We're going to get into that one a little bit more at some point, I think. We have that somewhere on the list, too. Yep. Um. So, yeah. So, 
the amount that we eat, we don't have to burn off exactly that amount to like break even or be zero or whatever it is. Yeah. And it, it you couldn't anyway. <laughs> right? Right, it's impossible exactly. to do exactly like eat exactly the number of calories and there there's even calorie counters and whatever you know charts and stuff it you know what's a medium-sized apple right exactly right like it's it's just there is no way to get it exactly um and there's so many different things that um that influence Mm -hmm. your weight um you know one of them's hormones and there's genetics and there's season of life, you know, like I'm in the menopausal season of my life. And, you know, I've seen some of the effects. Um, there's just so many different things. It's, it is not as black and white as an, and simple as just calories in calories out. Exactly. Well, Ashley, but if I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> Myth number two. <laughs> this is probably my big, biggest, like least favorite. <laughs> so <laughs> like, we're talking about people that have done something to influence their health and or their weight and then preach to everybody that this is a great way to do it and everyone can do it if you just do what I did. Um, and we're not all the same, like we just mentioned in the previous one. We're not machines. Um, we all have different things going on. <sighs> so frustrating. Yeah, it is. And um, when, well, so what falls under this is willpower, right? Like right. you just have willpower to do it. Um, and so, you know, those of us who don't have the willpower are just screwed. Um, right. Throw the towel because forget about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and where a lot of it, any any kind of behavior change really starts in the, in the brain and it's changing right. uh, your, you know, when you're changing habits or anything like that. Um, some of it is changing your beliefs about yourself. Right. Um, and things like that, which is a whole other. <laughs> right. Don't go down that rabbit hole, Carrie. No. <laughs> Rain me back in, Ashley. That's all right. Um, yeah. but yeah, just because it worked for one person doesn't mean it's gonna work for another. It doesn't mean it's healthy for you either. Exactly. That's true. And another part of it is like if you just work hard enough, like this other person did, well, first of all. This person might just genetically be in a smaller body if they're, you know, aiming for weight loss. And no matter how hard, quote unquote, someone works that's in a larger body, they might never get that size because all of our bodies are just different. They're different sizes. They're, you know, made up differently. We're not meant to all be exactly the same. Right. And also, you don't know, like I, what kills it just kills me. Like some of these people, especially the celebrities are like, oh, you know, all you have to do is blah, 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 whatever X, Y, Z. When you can look at them and clearly see that one, they went under the knife. Right. <laughs> um, They probably have a personal chef and, and a personal trainer. trainer. Yeah. Right. Like all the and the money. Right. right? And time so and the time. So there's so many different, like, it, it drives me crazy. I, I remember just quickly years ago, I got this, um, when I was doing more writing, um, I got a press release from a representative and it was on a, a, this uh, procedure called ab etching. And what it was, was it was for people who had a certain amount of body fat, which was lower, like they already, you know, dieted their way or, extra, you know, their way down to low body fat, but they could not genetically get a six pack. Mm-hmm. 
So the doctor would go in, it was basically a, like a, a mini form of liposuction, would be okay. a small cannula, and they would suck out, basically um, suck out the fat in a way that made it look like you had a six pack. Oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. So for one of the professional uh, publications that I wrote for, I said, I want to do an article on it. Well, then they, they said, well, let's, um, instead, uh, we want you to write a letter to the editor about it. And let's see what pe- what feedback we get. It was really interesting because it was it was both ends. I had some people like Barry, um, you know, how dare Ms. Myers, you know, d- think that she it was her business, none of my client. Because my part of my argument was if as an exercise and health professional, we are saying all you have to do is, you know, eat less and work out harder and do this and that, and you'll look like this. Right. When in fact you're going under the knife and having it done. Uh-huh. Um, how's that being honest to our clients and our students? Right. And some people said straight up, it's none of their students and clients business. Oh, yeah. I was very, I was shocked at some of the responses, that but some so of them dumb. also, um, said that it, what I wrote made them realize like they were thinking about having plastic surgery oh. done, and it changed their mind on it. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to keep that in mind that what you are seeing in pictures on TV and this and that, and they're telling you just do this and it'll work for you too. Probably won't like, you know, and probably they've also had other enhancements than just what they're telling you to do. And with most of it, there's like the fine print, even though there might not be actual fine print anywhere, like just the idea of it, like there's, there's something else going on probably. And if not for real, like if they really did this and this worked for them, their body's probably more just genetically predisposed to being able to do that. And not everybody's is. Right. Yeah. And even some of the commercials for the weight loss programs, look at the fine print. Yeah. Some of them don't even lose weight using that program. I know. (laughs) It's yeah. It's just, it's keeping that bigger picture in mind and um, being realistic about it. And it's so hard because we have so much pressure. And again, we're kind of going a little bit off topic, even though it's related, but there's so much pressure and it's easy to find yourself looking for that quick fix. And it's easy to find yourself wanting to believe that these things are true. And Carrie and I will be the first ones to tell you look at your past experiences with these things. How have they worked for you before? And if you're still looking for them, my guess is that they probably didn't work. Right. Yeah. And I think it was at our last episode um, where we talk about the health habits. Just I can't remember one of the last ones. (laughs) (laughs) I think we focused on the health habits instead of, right? Like, so when look at, you know, nutrition and intuitive eating and physical activity and sleep and stress. And, you know, like we said, season of life and genetics and your medical issues, um, because those all have to be taken into account accountability and you don't have to, you can change your health without changing your weight. Yes. And and that is research-based. That is evidence-based that if you start moving more, for instance, and you start managing your stress and sleeping better, those you might not drop a pound, but it can change your blood pressure and your cholesterol um, and your blood sugar, um, lower your disease risk. So, and I hope that you all get sick of us saying that because (laughs) I think it takes a long time to 
of hearing it before we actually believe it. Absolutely. And accept it, right? Like we can believe it, but also not accept it yet. And so Mm -hmm. I hope that we're continuing to plant the seeds. (laughs) And water it a little bit. We'll nourish it a little bit. Yes, absolutely. Well, Ashley, do you have to track things for accountability? Oh, no, please don't, in fact. (laughs) And we've (laughs) talked about this on a couple of our past episodes, but the whole tracking idea is... I think people mean well at first, right? Like I want to do this goal. So I'm going to do, figure out what I'm doing now and then make some adjustments and change some things. And a lot of times tracking is part of that. But what happens is we tend to really hyper-focus on like data. So if we're tracking, for example, calories, we tend to get this like pass-fail mindset around, well, if I have a calorie goal of X, if I go under that, then yay me, I'm good. I did a great job today. Um, but if I go over this X goal, then I'm bad. And there's lots of things that happen based on either one of those outcomes. And most of the time people are tracking on a daily basis, which is not very helpful because nutrition's about patterns, not days. And I think we're going to talk about a little bit more about that later on, but um, it's really frustrating because we just get into, like I said, that like hyper-focused mindset about it. And like we mentioned, our bodies aren't machines. Yeah. And then when we get sick of tracking, we stop tracking and then we stop any of the health habits that we were changing. Right. Because it's usually super extreme. Like we're trying to cut down, again, I'll stick with the calorie example. We're trying to cut back X amount of calories every day, which is probably too many to take away. And so there's no way it's sustainable. Or another thing, like, do you want to be tracking calories forever, like every day? Because if you're cutting back that much, it's harder to pay attention to if you're not doing it, if you're doing something that extreme. So are we going to stick with that for a long period of time? Mm -hmm. And again, if not, then we're losing those health benefits or maybe and it gets just gets obsessive right like we've discussed um also like obsessing about those things whether it's calories or or whatever else you're you know you're tracking um macros physical activity all of it um it's actually worse for your mental health to get obsessed about all that stuff than it is to not (laughs) right like it it, it negatively affects your mental health for sure and part of it boils down to that like control like if I'm not counting calories for example then I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm going to go off the deep end and I don't trust myself to you know be reasonable about this and we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a a minute um what about carbs so they get a bad rap right Carrie Carbs are bad. That's the myth. That is a huge myth. myth so is carbs are bad. Yeah. So in actuality, carbs or carbohydrates are one of our macronutrients, which is something that we need to sustain life. Mm-hmm. Um, carbs are like our main energy fuel. So they're like our body's gas. Um, there are certain parts of our bodies that only really like to run on fuel from carbohydrates. So that's what something interesting. Mean? Yes, exactly. Brain, kind of an important organ. Just a little bit. (laughs) Your brain only uses glucose, correct? That is right. 
And so both comes from carbs. Exactly. So when we're not giving it those things, which come from fruits, vegetables, whole grains, does any of that ring a bell? <laughs> like, right. And but people are saying that carbs are bad when in fact carbs actually encompasses all those things, fruits, vegetables, whole grains. So yeah. they are not, they don't beans, seem bad even to beans me. have carbs. Mm -hmm. Like I think it's tricky when we start um, like hyper-focusing on food groups and removing food groups and things like that, because another really big part of nutrition is variety because our body needs so many vitamins, minerals, nutrients for it to function properly. Well, where do we think that we're getting all these from? It's all the different food groups have different nutrient profiles. So like carbs have B vitamins, for example, or fruits and veggies have a lot of minerals and things like potassium, for example, and meat has protein. And, you know, the food groups have different things is the bottom line and they're all important. Right. Right. Awesome. Well, do I have to eat organic foods or fresh? <laughs> like, what about like like I've heard that canned, you shouldn't eat canned fruits and vegetables or um, even frozen, maybe a little bit better than canned. Like, I don't know. What is the truth there? Yeah. So all of those things are super common. I hear them all the time, but that's all false information. <laughs> so organic, I'm just going to kind of start with what you started with and work our way down. So organic only means that the growing used organic practices, which usually means they're free from certain pesticides or things like that. But that doesn't mean that there's no pesticides used. So I think that's another big piece of misinformation. Um, and sometimes our organic um, fruits and veggies um, don't make sense for people because they're way more expensive. Mm -hmm. And so similarly with the canned or fresh or frozen, Sometimes fresh stuff is way more expensive depending on the season, right? Like if it's December and you really like fresh cherries, you might not even find them here or they're going to be really expensive. And so I'd rather have people buy the fruits and veggies that they can afford, whether it's canned, fresh, frozen, whatever, as opposed to not eating them because they feel like they can't because they should only eat organic, for example. Yeah. And yeah, they, I've actually heard people say that, like, well, I can't afford the organic, so why bother? Right. right. And and the nutrition profiles are not that much different between all of them. They still have the nutrition, they still have the fiber, they still have the vitamins and minerals. Yes, cooking or like putting it through a heat process for like canning, for example, does change things around a little bit, but you're still getting so many benefits from it. And they're usually a lot easier to deal with as mm -hmm. far as like preparing or eating in general. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, this brings us the next myth about clean eating. Yeah. First, first, what is clean eating? I guess from <laughs> what I would gather from everything is clean eating is supposed to be like, you shouldn't eat any processed foods. Um, there's even another like subcategory of clean eating that's like only eat raw foods um mm -hmm. but basically like no sugar no fried foods as close to fresh and 
unprocessed as you can get. Um, and that is so hard for us to do because we live in such a busy lifestyle for most of us these days that it doesn't make sense to spend all the time figuring out what we can or cannot eat. Mm. And yeah. not to mention, it, it becomes to be that like obsessive, like, oh, I can't have this banana, but I could have this banana because it's organic or looking at packages and trying to figure out which one is processed less, for example, or does this have one gram of sugar in it? And if so, I can't have it or whatever the case may be. Yeah, or it gets to the point where some people just won't eat. Like, let's say right. you're running behind and you've got this appointment that you have to get to, but you aren't home and you haven't eaten and you're starving, um, but you refuse to eat at fast food. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you refuse to eat it. So you'd rather go hungry. And then you get to your, your meeting and your blood sugar's tanking and right. can't think straight, right? Like, I guess it, you have to decide for yourself, which is what you'd rather have. Right. And it's frustrating because it's like, we're putting our health at risk by trying to improve our health by sticking to these like quote unquote food <laughs> right. rules. Like yeah, that catch 22, right? We can't perform our best if we're not fed. And mm-hmm. if we're putting parameters around what food we're able to eat then it limits our options and it's it's harder for us to feed ourselves mm-hmm. and we're doing it to ourselves right it's not like right. anyone's right. making us do this right i mean it's one thing if you've got food allergies right of course or, you know, like celiac disease or something like that obviously we're not talking about that kind of instance mm-hmm. hey listeners so carrie and i got very carried away um, during this episode on our nutrition myths. And so we decided to split it into two parts. So tune in to our next podcast, which will be episode 19, to hear the rest of our conversation. We have some really good stuff in there. Um, yeah, so if you have any questions, we'd love to hear them. You can find us on social media, um, on our podcast platforms. And on Spotify, there's a Q&A section on there. So if you want to ask questions or leave comments and let us know what you're liking or what you want to hear more of, you can find us there. And all the links to everything are down in our show notes. So hopefully we'll have you tune in to episode 19 next time. And we'll see you then. We love you, Latte.